Welcome to 41 Strong Podcast. Chuck Tate here in the studio, live from Peoria, Illinois. 41 Strong is a podcast that delivers encouraging scriptures for people like you to help you hold on and stand strong. So I have a question for you. What do you do when life completely crushes you? Find out next on 41 Strong. Welcome to 41 Strong Podcast, episode 139. You know, I just wrapped up a series at, at the church I lead, Rock Church, called Summer Reading. We've been looking at a different book each week, and uh, we'll probably do a podcast where we talk about all these books, but in week one, we talked about this book called I Declare War by Levi Lusco. Then um, I looked at a book called Optimisfits by Ben Corson, and this past weekend, um, we, we dove into a book, a very relevant, timely book for me personally, called Crushings by T.D. Jakes. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, right? And this book is, is just it's phenomenal. And it inspired our talk today. It inspired my message last weekend. It inspired this podcast. So I, I want to take the next 18 minutes and encourage you. If you are in a moment right now where life is, is crushing you, Perhaps you are smack dab in the middle of a crushing. You're coming out on the other end of a crushing. Perhaps you are, unfortunately, on your way into a crushing. How you respond makes all the difference on the outcome. You have an opportunity today to be angry at God, which won't change your circumstances, and in the end, will only make you feel worse. Or you can run to God. And you've often heard me say that when you run to God, you're running to the rescuer. You're running to the only one that can sustain, the only one that can sustain you, truly sustain you in your suffering. So I, I want to just, I want to give you the synopsis of, of this book. Um, and the subtitle is God Turns Pressure into Power. The synopsis is God uses difficult, crushing experiences to prepare you for unexpected blessings. If you're faithful through suffering, you'll be surprised by God's joy, you'll be comforted by his peace, and you'll be fulfilled with his purpose. So through this podcast, I'm just going to share four takeaways from T.D. Jake's books, Crushing, Inspired Me, and if we have time, I'm going to share a story at the end of this podcast of a crushing that I just came out of. And I'm still in another crushing as my wife is is physically ill right now. And that's a whole nother podcast. Pray for her. Her name is Annette. All right. But uh, my family went through this crushing. Really, it was about a six months, just, just trial. And we came through on the other end. God is faithful. It's miraculous. But um, I'll get to that at the end. Right now, I'm just going to give you really four takeaways, four things that I know will help you in the season that you're in right now, especially those that just been rocked lately. And let me just remind you of God's word. Psalms 34, 18 says, the Lord's close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. All right. So my first takeaway on this podcast today is this. Your crushing that you're in right now, it's not the end of your story. 
your crushing is not the end of your story. Now, when you're being crushed by life, oftentimes it feels like it's the end of your story. But I want to remind you that it's not the end. God already sees the outcome. And if you will trust him, you put your faith in him, he will sustain you, help you, hold you. He will see you through the 23rd Psalm. Right In verse 4 it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Right, So you're going to get through this valley. You don't have to stay in the valley. You don't have to live in the valley. Even though you might feel like getting in the fetal position and sucking your thumb right, today, right now, you don't have to. You're going to get through. Right? You, have to, you have to trust God. Your crushing is not the end of the story. Uh, my office manager tweeted this last week, and I used it in my sermon this past week, and I want to share it with you. It's by a um, person named Bob Sorge. He said this, it's hard to find one of God's favorites in the Bible whom he didn't crush, but then name one he didn't also raise up and vindicate. In other words, the Bible is filled with stories and examples of people who were crushed by life, and God used their crushing to tell a story. And their crushing wasn't the end of their story. Daniel 11.32 says, the people who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. It doesn't say the people who know their God, the people who know their God will never suffer, right? Will never go through a trials. No, we know that's part of life. We're going to get crushed at some point or other. How we handle it makes all the difference. Um, one of my favorite stories in the Gospels of Jesus performing miracles when he raised Lazarus from the dead. But what's interesting about Lazarus' story is before he died, when he was deathly sick, Jesus received a message from Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, begging Jesus to say, you know, you got to get here. You got to pray for him. He's not doing good. We know you love him. You care about him. So get here. And Jesus didn't go immediately. And his disciples were a little bit concerned by this. And here's what Jesus said. Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. Now, that's interesting. The first time I read that, I'm like, wait a minute. I know he dies. So why would Jesus say that his sickness will not end in death? Here's why. What Jesus meant was that the end result of Lazarus' sickness would not be death. He knew what he was going to do. Lazarus did die, but Jesus yanked him out of a grave, called him out of a grave, shouted in Lazarus came out of that grave four days after being dead, right? So I want you to know, whatever crushing you're in right now, that's not the end of your story. God can resurrect your dreams. We know that God can do a miracle in an instant. For those of you that have, have lost a loved one, we know that loved one's not coming back. Thank God for those that died in the faith because of our faith. Death's not the end. We get to see him again. Bottom line is this, though. God can use your pain as a platform, use your pain as a microphone. If you're willing to be used by God, your crushing that you're in right now doesn't have to define you. It doesn't have to be the last chapter of your book. God can write a brand new story. He could do it today if we'll trust him. It's up to you how you respond, though. Job is a great example of somebody who knew what it was like to be crushed by life. He lost, in a moment, everything. He lost his wealth. He lost his kids. He lost everything he had except for his wife, and her response was, just curse God and die. Your life's over, Job. There's no hope for you. Job, instead of cursing God, worshiped God. We can learn a lot from Job. In fact, he said this in Job chapter 33, verse 28, God rescued me from the grave, 
and now my life is filled with life. One of the reasons I know God rescued him is because Job's response to his crushing was worship. It wasn't anger. It wasn't casting blame. It wasn't pointing his finger and blaming God. It was running to God. It was worshiping God. And because he worshiped God in his worst moment, he literally worshiped his way out of his crushing. And really, that's my next point. My next takeaway today is you can worship your way out of your crushing. Your crushing is not the end of your story. All right, God's already moving behind the scenes. He already sees into the future. And if you trust him, things will turn. God will see you through. He will strengthen you. He will hold up your arms. He will love on you. He will come close. He will sustain you. He will send people across your path to, to hold up your arms and to minister to your heart. So trust him, right? And literally, number two, we need to worship our way out of our crushing. That's what Job did. That's also what, what David did. You can read about it in the in the books of First and Second Samuel when 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 David when he lost his son. He worshipped. He begged God to save his son. He prayed. He fasted. He wept. He, and then when his son died, he got up. He ate, and he worshipped. We could learn something. From David, we can learn something from Job. We can learn something from Paul and Silas. They were out doing the right thing and ended up in the wrong place as a result of it. They were sharing the gospel, got beat up, thrown into prison, facing not just persecution, but execution. And in the midnight hour, instead of crying, Instead of laying in a fetal position, instead of cursing God with their last breath, they were singing hymns. And it was their worship that led them out of their prison. Today, some of you, you've been in this pit so long, and the enemy wants to keep you there. And sometimes you might even get to the point where you identify with being in the pit so much that you almost enjoy it. You just think there's no hope. Today's the day you got to get out of the pit. This is a divine appointment right now for those of you watching live. Maybe you're watching, listening, listening to you later. Maybe you're out running and you're listening to this podcast. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how life has crushed you, but I know that you can worship your way out. In fact, a few weeks ago, I was ticked off, frustrated, mad. I was just having a really, really crummy day. And um, I don't even remember what it was about. So it couldn't have been that bad, right? But I just, I just we all have days like that. And I was, I was frustrated and I was mad and my wife, she texted me. I was getting ready to leave. And um, she said, you need to put on some worship. And uh, man, when she said that, I was, it just ticked me off. I didn't want to worship. Because kind of in that moment, I was kind of enjoying being mad. I was enjoying being ticked off. I was being crushed by life. And, I, and in that moment, I didn't really want to feel better. I was having a pity party, right? We've all been there before. And, you know, I get this message, and she's like, put on some worship. Like, oh. And I knew she was right. I got to practice what I preach, right? And I know the examples of David and, and Job and Paul and Silas and others in Scripture. Because the Word says that there are times that our praise, our worship is a sacrifice. We put on a sacrifice of praise. It says we put on a garment. It's almost... We worship, it's almost like putting on a jacket in the morning. You're clothing yourself with worship. It says, put on the garment of praise 
to lift the spirit of heaviness. And in that moment, I knew she was right. I was weighed down by life. I didn't feel like worshiping. It was a sacrifice. It took effort for me to put on worship, but I did, and it changed the atmosphere. Here's why. Because worship ushers in the presence of God, and when you're in his presence, there is a fullness of joy, and the joy of the Lord is your strength, and you need to be strong in order to push through your crushing. It all comes back to worship. Are you willing to worship your way out? All right, number three, the solution to your problem is already in your presence. What's that mean, right? No matter how big your problem is today, your God is bigger. And for those of you that are Christians, you're a follower of Christ, you've confessed Jesus to be your Lord, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. The same Spirit that pulled Lazarus out of the grave is inside of you. That means the solution to your problem is in your prison. Is it already in your presence? That means you can get up. You can put on worship. You can get out of the fetal position. Just a few days ago, I was in Kroger, like after midnight. That's a whole other story. And um, I had this list from my wife and uh, my mother-in-law, and I was, it was already late. I did a late-night run, and I should have went to the store first. But um, So I went on this two-mile run, and I showered, and then I'm in Kroger. I had to get this stuff um, because I had plans the next morning. So I'm in the store. I don't feel like being there. I'm tired and, and I'm just trying to find different things on the list. And I was texting my wife back and forth and, um, it just kind of goofing around and, you know, frustrated where, so I decided to to do something funny. And, and, um, I, I looked behind me down the aisle and I, I looked in front of me down the aisle to make sure nobody was in that aisle. And I, I laid on the floor. This is a true story. A couple of days ago, right last week, last weekend, I laid on the floor in Kroger, and I and I put my head underneath the cart, shopping cart, and I took out my phone, and I videotaped myself in the fetal position, sucking my thumb for about five seconds. Right, longest five seconds of my life. I just knew somebody's going to walk down the aisle, call the police, and think I'm insane. But. Um, Anyway, and I sent it to her as a joke just to make her laugh, and we were cracking up. And in that moment, I just was, I was pushing through, pushing through my, uh, my crushing at the moment, all right? Here's the deal. You can push through. You really can. The enemy wants to deceive you and trick you to think your life's over. And I don't care who you lost. I don't care what happened to you, what's done, done to you. Horrific things that should have never been done. That doesn't have to define you. Today, someone needs to hear this. You need to get up out of your pity party, get out of your pit, and start living your life trusting God or worship your way out. The solution to your problem, the solution to your crushing is already in your presence. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives inside of you. Do you trust him? The solution to your problem is already in your presence. And I don't have time to read the story, but there's a man named Jairus. He was a synagogue leader. And Jesus had been in a boat, traveled to the other side of the lake. He got out of the boat. This crowd shows up. And this man named Jairus broke through the crowd, fell at Jesus' feet, and begged him to come with them because his daughter was dying. So Jesus went with them. On the way to pray for his daughter, Jesus got... Stop because this woman 
who had been bleeding, who had this disease, who had spent all her money on doctors, there was no longer any hope for her other than to get to Jesus. She had already predetermined if she would bust through that crowd and just reach the hem of Jesus' garment, she would be healed. And that's what happened. The power of God went out of him. He stopped and he said, who touched me? All the disciples are like, hey, there's a million people around you. Everybody's touching you. He said, no, somebody touched me with faith. Is your faith in the only one who can deliver you from your crushing today? In that moment, some servants busted through the crowd as Jesus was still talking to this woman. Some of Jairus' servants showed up, some messengers, I should say, and they said, hey, don't bother Jesus anymore. Your daughter didn't make it. She's dead. And Jairus was crushed, but Jesus still went with them. They got to the house, and he said, why is everybody crying? Everybody's just, just weeping and moaning, and Jesus said, she's just sleeping. And then everybody laughed at him. It's interesting. Jesus, he kicked everybody that was laughing out of the house. He got rid of all the doubt, all the unbelief. And he went in, and he raised this little girl from the dead. Could you imagine being on the other side of that wall listening, knowing that the little girl's dead, and then hearing the little pitter-patter of feet? I want, I want to tell you something. Some of you, you've been forsaken. You've been stabbed in the back. You've been lied about. Some of you have desperately tried to get somebody else to love you and they won't love you back. Some of you try to repair and restore a relationship that just isn't happening. I don't care who has forsaken you. As long as Jesus is in your room, there's hope. You can get out of your crushing. It's not the end of your story. You can worship your way out. The solution is already in your presence. My last point this morning or on this podcast is pruning is not punishment. It's no fun to get cut. I almost cut my finger off a few weeks ago. Ended up in the ER. Had to get two fingers glued shut, one stitch shut from a um, hedge. Got in a fight with some hedge clippers. And um, and I lost. And had I... um, had I not been wearing gloves, I would have lost, lost a finger. All right, have you ever been cut? Have you ever had surgery? You know, a, a good surgeon will cut your flesh in order to save your life. And we know that Jesus is the vine, we're the branches, and we know that we get pruned. And the reason we get pruned is so we can produce more fruit. All right, we've been talking about crushing. You know, the fruit of the vine is grapes, Right? And uh, a lot of people think that once you start bearing fruit, that's it, all right? But one of the things that T.D. Jakes brings out in his book, really the whole book is about grapes get crushed into wine. And a grape is at its full potential, right? A grape is its finest when it's crushed and turned to wine. And some of you are being crushed right now, but if you stay faithful, God is going to see you through, and he's going to produce some wine in your life. So it's really up to you. you want to be a raisin or wine? I, I want to be... I want to be wine. T.D. Jake says this, God doesn't cut us to kill us, but to heal us. So when you're pruning, remember, it's not punishment. Sometimes we're crushed by God's hand. Sometimes we're crushed by our own hand. One of the things I heard T.D. Jake say recently is God uses them both. That means God wants to use the crushing that you're in right now, if you will trust him. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and been called according to his purpose. 
So today, I want you to trust him. He's going to see you through your crushing. My family just came out of a crushing, and I'm out of time to share the story. So maybe we'll share it on the next podcast, but I'll summarize it. We began a journey to move into a new home last November, and God made a way where there was no way. Long story, you can actually go to my pod, go to my website this week to be able to watch the entire sermon where I share the story, chuckytate.com. But like I said, God made a way where there's no way. And um, here in the next couple of weeks, we'll be moving into our new home after living in the same small two-bedroom home for 18 years, a home in which my two teenage kids share a room. God is faithful, and we were just crushed. So go to chuckytate.com, and you will be able to click on a link to to watch the the sermon. It's actually will be on my YouTube channel later today. So go to youtube.com slash chuckytate if you want to hear the entire story of my crushing. And just so you know, it's at the end of that message. All right, I'm going to pray for you right now. Jesus, we thank you that it's not a divine appointment. God, that um, the right people are listening to this message or watching this message. And I know there are people right now that are being crushed by life, and the enemy wants them to quit. The enemy wants them to believe that there's no hope, that they can't get up, that they need to stay in the fetal position just like I was at Kroger. I thank you that you will sustain us, you will help us, and we ask you to do that. We know it's not the end of our story, and I pray that we'll be willing to put on that garment of praise, to lift the spirit of heaviness, get into your presence, to be full of joy, so we can be strengthened to realize, hey, the solution to my problem is already in my presence. This pruning that I'm going through, it's not punishment. God's not punishing me. He loves me. He's going to see me through. So I thank you by faith in advance for giving us the strength we need today to make it to the other side so you can be glorified in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Another episode of 41 Strong is in the can, right? No matter where you're at, 41 will come. For more information about that, go to 41willcome.com. For our producer, Mike Sable, I'm Chuck Tate. I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. PeoriaLife.com.